Hey fam, if we're honest, reading the Bible consistently can be a challenge, but it's never too late to start, and we're in this together. Thanks for journeying with us, and here's your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. Today, I am in the studio with Mr. Grant Wilkie. Olo, everybody. I'm sorry, what? Olo. What is you that? Haven't, you haven't seen Megamind? No, what is... That's oh, a, that's the movie. It, it it is the movie. Yeah, with the with the big with the dude with the giant blue head. Yeah, you know the I love you, random citizen quote. I don't know that, but so Grant, you were on the podcast for Matthew twenty four. We blew through your get to know you time because we had a lot of content. You're back. We went through the institute together. Amen. And you and your roommates would watch that movie every week for yeah. those ten months. I think. Over the course of 2019 to 2020, I probably watched Megamind with my roommates at least 25 times. The first week of the Institute, I woke up and I was reading <laughs> very holy. I was reading my Bible before class. Were you I, rushing to finish your homework <laughs> in time? I was really rushing to finish my Exposed. homework. Exposed. And one of my buddies, Caleb, uh, was watching Megamind at 6.30 a.m. The Why? first day of the Institute. So, I mean, why? I don't, I don't know. But that's just kind the of the first day. The of first class. day. I mean, that's just kind of how our our house was. We just watched Megamind all the time. Interesting. From beginning to end, as many times as we could. Now, all of your credibility might have just gone out the window. I'm really sorry, people. Please listen but, to me. But Grant, you've got some great insights. Second Thessalonians. As we get ready to study this book, start reading it this week. What you got for us? I'm really excited to talk about this Second Thessalonians, guys. I think that there's so many pastoral truths in here, uh, but high level. Just to go over what this book is about, the key word for 2 Thessalonians is day of the Lord. I think, Grant, they're really helpful because if I'm reading 2 Thessalonians and it's my first time reading it, I've never read it before, it kind of gives me the topic as to what that chapter's about such that I could better understand what I'm reading. So if I know chapter 3 is wait on the Lord— Work, Chapter three would be work, work unto, unto the Lord. The Lord. Emma, you I'm should a know rusty. this. You did the I'm a little rusty. Work unto the Lord. Then I know as I'm reading, oh, this is this is my response. This is how I'm to live out my life. Amen. Amen. Frames it up. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, so the general context, if you guys have read First Thessalonians, you know some of this, but the general context for Second Thessalonians is uh, that in Acts 17, we see Paul come to Thessalonica and he starts sharing the gospel. And actually, the people of Thessalonica get so angry at Paul for saying that Jesus is king that they kick him out of Thessalonica. They run him out of town. And so he writes the first letter to the Thessalonians, which is called First, first Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Uh, geniuses, if you guys guessed that. He writes First Thessalonians to them to continue teaching them to clarify some things that he said when he was there and to pastorally comfort them. And then sometime over the next few months, uh, it's likely that First and Second Thessalonians were written within a year of each other. Sometime over the next few months, he gets a concerning report about the church in Thessalonica that the issues he addressed, specifically persecution and his call to holiness and their ideas on Christ's return, that these issues actually haven't gotten better, but they've continued to be problems. The church was still being persecuted, and it was still really confused about the details of Christ's return. Okay, so talk about life today. What might that look like? That's a great question. So imagine that you are playing a game of telephone. Like you play in elementary school? Like you play in elementary school. Everybody's played telephone before. So I might say something like, uh, you guys know Ben. He's been on the podcast a few times. I might say, Ben loves uh, cheese. cheese. This isn't scripted. 
So, sorry, there's probably a better <laughs> phrase than that. Uh, ben but, loves cheese. So, so I might think he says, Ben loves bees, like Ooh, bumblebees. Yeah, Ben does love bees. And so you go to Ben and you say, Ben, you love bees? And Ben's like, what? No, I'm allergic to bees. I hate bees. And the message is... And it, it's, it's super confusing because Ben loves cheese and Ben doesn't love bees. And so Paul writes then the letter of 2 Thessalonians to clarify some of the things he said in his first letter and to help them actually apply the right truth to their lives. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just a reminder, the things that the Thessalonians were confused about uh, were how to persevere throughout persecution, how the church can continue to be the church despite being attacked by the outside world, and uh, the details about Christ's return. So some people believed that Christ had already returned and left them. Other people were probably doubting that Christ would even return at all. And so Paul is just trying to help them understand that God has promised to return, that he has promised to judge sin, and that he has promised to save his people. And that matters deeply, deeply for our lives as Christians. Totally. What else What else do we see in 2 Thessalonians? Yeah. I think the coolest part about 2 Thessalonians, and I think that this is a really big distinctive about this book— is that there's a really strong dichotomy that comes out here, uh, more so, I think, than any other one of Paul's letters, uh, that there's a dichotomy between the hope that awaits those who trust in Jesus and the promise of judgment for those who reject God. Now, I know that sounds really extreme, but let me explain what I mean. Listen to some of these quotes. You just as, rhymed there. I know that sounds extreme, <laughs> but let me explain what I mean. Amen. I know. I'm a, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. That's right. I know. That's what my dad always used to say. But let me go back to the scripture. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell, guys, this is not scripted. We're going through. Auth- this is authenticity, this is Authenticity. Actually. We're going through chapter one through three. And so it says about halfway through chapter one, it says, God is just and he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. But- He will give relief to you who are troubled. There's a different hope for those who are in Christ and outside of Christ. It says, on the day that God returns, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who do trust in Christ, uh, God will be marveled at among all those who have believed. There's a different future for those who are in Christ and outside of. And finally, those who do not know Jesus, who reject God, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And that's scary, but we see this great hope promised in chapter two, and it says, God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. What Second Thessalonians is saying is that eternity matters and that there's a real promise of eternity, either for salvation or judgment. And God promises hope for the righteous and he promises judgment to the unrighteous. And while that might sound like a huge burden that we're putting on your shoulders, listen, it's really clear. Righteousness is secured by grace through belief in the truth. God shows us as first fruits to be saved through what? The sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. Not anything we do. Not anything we do. Not by being perfect, not by believing all the right things, not by being the best, not by impressing people or going to church or leading Bible studies or doing anything, but by the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. And because of that, because of that assurance that we have in Christ's promise to save us, we don't have to be scared of the judgment of God because God loves to save his people. That's a huge comfort to me. That's right. Thanks so much, Grant. And I am so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, familia. 
Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. But did you know Join the Journey isn't just a podcast? It's also a Bible reading plan with daily devos and more. Check it out by visiting jointhejourney.com.